everybody, welcome to the 61st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind you all to please follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, so if you want to get some cool benefits, you can go check that out and support us in that way. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get started here. So the first band we're going to talk about is Mouth Breather. Mouth Breather are a heavy hardcore uh, mathcore band from Massachusetts. They've released two EPs, Doll Meat and Pig, which they released in 2017 and 2018 respectively, with Doll Meat being mixed by Kurt Ballou at God City Studios uh, and engineered at God City Studios as well and mastered by Brad Buttright at Audio Siege, so you basically just know that it sounds fucking enormous. Oof. That's like one of my favorite EPs of all time, Doll Meat, I'd say. I mean, Pig was really good, but I think that the aggression was just really stepped it up to like the next level with Doll Meat. Well, I mean, to start recording at God City, it's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, those two releases are embedded in the minds of a lot of people in our scene. And uh, they both played Mathcore Next Fest. Uh, well, they played both rather Mathcore Next Fest 2018 and 2019. And uh, now they're finally back with their debut full-length album, which is called "I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman," uh, which they're releasing on May 5th. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to our recent interview with the band or seen any footage of the band since 2018, you probably already know uh, the lineup has changed. But for those that don't know, this band has undergone—excuse me—undergone quite a lineup change. Original vocalist Anthony left the band in 2019 prior to the tour that would ultimately take them to Mathcore Next Fest 2019. Uh, bassist Tyler left the band in 2019, going on to become the vocalist of Needleplay. Mm-hmm. And Anthony was replaced by Derek, who did vocals on the MIF 2019 footage, and who is now on bass. But still doing vocals. But still doing backup vocals, yes. Yep, yep. And that bassist, of course, is out, as well as the touring drummer from that footage. And original drummer Nick is back in. Uh, bringing along his brother, Brett, who is now the vocalist. There is something so, special about this uh, uh, equation, the current equation. Brothers uh, band. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's so cool. Because, like, like I, I definitely miss Nick in the uh, in the equation when we saw them uh, uh, for uh, Math Core Index Fest 2000, 2019. Savage and fucking so, drummer. <clears throat> dude, uh, you know, and with Void Dweller, uh, not Void Dweller, but I mean... uh. uh <clears throat> Uh, Void, no, uh, Bloom, Void Bloom? What, what the fuck is, uh, his other group? <laughs> Void Bloom, yeah. Void Bloom, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great to see him in that, too. But, uh, you know, just having that other element back in, because, uh, whenever we can go back, uh, we interviewed, uh, M- Mouth Breather for Math Core Index Fest 2018, and that was kind of what Christian was saying before with Anthony doing the vocals. You can see the kind of uh, lineup going on there because the bass there, you know, went out and play blah, 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 like he was saying. Uh, but yeah, man, um, this, this lineup is, is just that much more richer and fuller because Nick brings in his brother. And I, I got to tell you, the vocals are fucking amazing, man. It's just yet again another amazing vocalist to the mouth breather background, I guess, you know? Yeah, they've really had quite a cast of uh, interesting vocalists, all of them kind of really unorthodox and sort of unhinged in their approach, um, especially Anthony. I, I really feel like his his style just lended a lot to their earlier work. But uh, that being said, Brett 
also evidently, you know, according to our interview, is an untrained vocalist as well. And I think he puts on a really good performance on this record. I feel I feel, I feel everybody in all of Mouthbreather, no matter who has been in or who has been out, has this overall understanding. There is this uh, uh, just uh, understanding of sound, of frustration in the vocals mm. and the 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 the. the off kilter screams to the lows and everything everybody it's not like uh nick's brother's trying to do what anthony did right but everybody is still in that same style almost in like the same like hive mind kind of set there totally right? and, it's all, great. and all, all this just to say that uh i mean if you're familiar with the band from before this you're, you're gonna immediately notice the change in vocalists mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really quite evident that there's somebody else fronting the band now yep so, Mouth Breather play what could probably best be described as like breakdown heavy, pitch shifter injected metalcore. Uh, but there are a lot of elements of mathcore, there's elements of like just kind of more traditional hardcore, even grindcore and power violence in the older releases, I'd say, just given how, uh, again, unhinged it was. We've been abusing that word in reference to this band. But um, this is just basically one of the heaviest and most idiosyncratic bands in modern hardcore, like since Vane, basically. <laughs> and the, the sheer aggression and rawness of their sound is really is matched by few. This is like one of the fucking most exciting hardcore bands like I've heard in a really long time. Uh, I completely agree, man. Yep. With this new material, though, I mean, they've definitely started to experiment a lot more. This is uh, they're really trying to bring you the full album experience. They've started to experiment with a bit more new metal. Mm-hmm. I would say too on this record. So whoever hasn't heard um, the interview in the last episode for episode 60, we attached uh, the Mouth Breather, mouth breather uh, interview <laughs> mouth there. Mouth Breather. Mouth Breather. Or South Breather, as uh, Hard Times would like to say. Um, they, so, they did us a favor, honestly. I, it is still an honor. I still consider that <laughs> article a whole fucking uh, tip of the hat. Uh, so um, with these guys, though, how is that just took me away from it there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the new metal thing is where I was taking you. Uh, you took me away from it, man. Nope. No, 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 now you got to take it away. <laughs> Let me know if it comes back to you, all right? Yep, yep. So, yeah, on, on this record, they're actually attempting to write, that they actually clear the two-minute mark and have more than just, like, three or four sections Mm-hmm. And uh, in doing so, they've also effectively doubled the total length of their recorded works, uh, with the album clocking in at just under 24 minutes. So, you know, basically their entire recorded works are about 15, 16 minutes, I think, like less uh, than 20 minutes for sure. All right, so I will pick up from where I, I was kind of like, oh, uh, please getting, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so with these tracks, um, uh, Christian and I we, naturally we've gotten to listen to the full album already uh, from the mm-hmm. last episode, episode 60. Listen to it. We were chatting about it. Uh, but this, um, not only is it still mouth breather, uh, I, I find this, uh, this whole album so refreshing because as soon as you think it is that standard, like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. It, they, they really bring back this groove to certain tracks Uh that they didn't have before. And I like, uh, like, uh, with the the first two singles, uh, on, um, what they've released so far with, uh. Wait, are you frozen? Son of a bitch. I think I'm losing internet connection. That was weird. Sorry. I got disconnected. Yes, I, I think same here. <laughs> Did anyone else get disconnected? 
I mean, like, I, I guess, like, I froze, everybody froze, like, I, I mean, I'm still recording on my side, um, but, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, like, I, I, I didn't stop rolling either. Cool. Yeah, you Moving right along, then. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. So what were you what were you saying before we were so rudely interrupted by bullshit? By bullshit. Um, all right, all right. So let's just go back. Um, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I was mentioning basically um, the overall uh, groove that I am uh, witnessing in this new release. Uh, in this full album, there's a little bit more of this uh, breakdown and then kind of sure. a little, yeah, kind of like a rewind groove going on. And uh, I... I gotta say, this is completely still mouth breather, and uh, there is still this s. Th- there's an added like uh, head bobby movement I've been encountering through this. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot more oh, groove to this froze- record for oh. sure. You just froze hmm? again, but now you're fine. Sorry. Okay, I was boosting the server again. Okay. Because it's pissing me off, and I want to get closer to having better video quality, so I'm trying to do that. Yeah, first time we've had this. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, so um. Was I saying? So yeah, I was just saying that they've like basically doubled their total discography length with this new album. And it's, <laughs> agreed, uh, agreed. Um, and so this album, I'm sorry, Mr. Salesman, is evidently a bit of a concept album as well. I don't want to talk too much about the premise because we did speak about it on the interview, but uh, and it does also seem like it's kind of open to interpretation. But there's just like a lot of imagery in the lyrics about rebirth and resurrection and um i think there also might be an element of like uh, corporate greed and unending capitalism so it's um it's kind of got like a lot of interesting imagery in it it's amazing and uh the the artist they definitely praised uh in our interview for episode 60 check it out uh but i there is this overall uh limp biscuit uh, two dollar billy all oh god i wish on. you did not put that in my fucking head right now but i did i did and it's there you, and you can't take it out it's there it the artwork right. is very very similar to that yes but i fucking love it and 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 there's no way that they're like jocking off that because they there's nothing they're not even close I, to it you know but i, I, I think just, the reason I, that parallel is fair is because it's very similar to like graffiti but I would also compare art, you know, as, as soon as you say that I, I I believe I said this in the interview, but it's also very um, white zombie uh, the early ninety uh, version of white zombie too like the Astro Zombie two thousand whatever the fuck it was uh, it's yeah same kind of style artwork but uh, I, I really enjoy it basically it's very refreshing to see this style of artwork without the m- music mimicking it. So. Men in suits on cover album covers is it's fucking in vogue right now. I don't know if you noticed, but <laughs> I'm not even gonna expand on that. But totally a thing. So yeah, there's um, it's a bit of a concept album, and there's also some relation between the A side and the B side. Uh, the, the the first side, the first song of the A side, and the first song of the B side. Rather, there's mm-hmm. um, there's a a recurring motif. A guitar riff that is which is somewhat confusing in a way because it's like with the LP if it was like unlabeled on both sides you wouldn't even be able to tell which side you were listening to because they both wasted life and wasted science start with the same riff so they're kind and of then, like and then lyric, lyrically they're similar in the first two or three bars the first there, verse or the first yeah, yeah the, the first, first section verse, yeah yeah yeah, so it's a, it's a bit confusing, but the, you know they're apparently corresponding songs, so in that way it does make sense. 
And yeah, just every track also bleeds into one another on this album. So it's basically designed to be listened to all in one go, which I, which is cool. <laughs> hey, it's good. Hey, it's great. Not there's anything wrong with that. Yep. No, but um, yeah, they're, they're really going for the, the full album experience. So in, I think actually in that way, it might lend itself really well to vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's almost like you can't really tell where one song ends and another begins. Um, and we're going to talk about another record just like that later on in this podcast. Yeah, I just was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, that one's actually even more so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think one thing about this album, though... Well, for, well, one thing, actually, is I really loved about this record is that Derek has not just stepped into the bassist role, but more of like a supporting vocalist role, uh, which just makes me so happy because I really love his Vox. Like, I felt like... His performance at Math Coindex Fest 2019 was like pretty fucking good. Oh, beyond solid, man! Like strong mm-hmm. vocals, and when you listen to like the recorded like uh like uh you know live set from uh, Math Coindex Fest, like he's there through the whole thing. There's not too much cutting out, man. He's got some pretty strong vocals. Yeah, and on record, he sounds even better too. Naturally, of course. Yeah, naturally, yeah. Uh, and and I mean, it's a uh, with mouth with mouth breather. Um that little extra addition of another frustrated vocals is just it's it's mwah, you know mm, it really yeah. is it, it yeah. really they, they complement each other so well the two styles Brett's like a bit more like mid-range and Derek's more of like the captures the same like desperation of the older material but it's not a high and a low which is amazing it's just like it's just two separate just fucking mouth breather-esque vocals going on there just that mid-range it's really great man and then occasionally we have um, we've got Brett doing um, excuse me we've got uh, Nick doing vocals Nick too, doing actually. vocals as well yep mm-hmm. so brothers, there's, a, there's a lot being of brothers, being <laughs> brothers man. they're just two brothers <laughs> two brothers <laughs> two brothers man <laughs> just two brothers um, one one thing I think that I was noticing though is I think the B side of this album might be a bit stronger but uh, we'll get into that in a second you want to talk about some tracks you like Levi. Man, I, I mean, like, we already teased everybody, so if, if, I mean, naturally the album hasn't been released yet, right? Whoever listened to episode 60 is already being teased about the album, so now we're on to episode 61, where we're teasing about the album even more. Uh, all that Mouth Breather has given you has been uh, Wasted Science and The Cotton Shot, or, or, or Cotton Shot. Um, the funny thing about that Cotton Shot uh, music video is that they actually have an Easter egg for another song embedded in the end in, of it. Oh, hmm. yes, they yes, snuck yes, in, yes, they yes, snuck yes, in another like, song yeah. for Daunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, just to talk about some of the tracks though, like wasted life, the opener, it's just like immediately evident that this band has like changed a bit. It's definitely still like mouth breather, but you know, they're the, 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 like the pitch shifters, the intense chugging, the there, savage there, breakdowns. There, there's a, it's, it's a more groove centric, in mm-hmm. the in in the in like the lightest way where it's like oh they sound more like they have more of a groove but like it's not they're like trying to fucking do more head bob shit like that. I mean these guys are still just there's just more hard. riffs they're you know just, yeah fuck man it's yeah it, yeah anyways it, it uh, right away off the bat I would like to say just like Chris said like it sounds a little different but man it, it's very comforting because they it track one you know it's mouth breather right and you just from there you're like all right all right. Let's go. Right, it's like you can thing. just tell. You can tell. I mean, it's you can tell that they've changed. That they're evolving. Um, there's, it's. I would say it's kind of distinctly new metal that main riff, but um, 
it's it's more briefly utilized in this song versus the lead single wasted science making it a bit more you know palatable for me agreed you know where, where the riff in question really just dominates the opening of the song uh, wasted life on the other hand is a more chaotic song it's got a lot more like feedback uh, it's got that really neat bridge which is just Ryan basically making like a really awful fucking racket with the whammy pedal and it's just fucking lovely yep such a good moment of the record and then it kind of uh, it's got a very nice like soft ending that kind of uh, transitioned in, uh, into Cotton Shot which is the, the second single of the album so they've released um, track 6 and track 2 so far and uh, I think Cotton Shot might actually be one of my favorite cuts on the album. I'd say it's more like, classically mouth breather in a sense, if, if that makes sense. Cotton Shot was the one that you and I got the first taste of yes. after Math Index Fest. And yes, so that's even correct. Fr- so from that track, I even noticed from Cotton Shot that they had just a little extra like groove going that, just that little, little like, like kick. Where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, man, like game on. And I thought that was going to be just a single and it was going to be the end. But then Mouth Breather just has apparently been stacking this whole time, which is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, once again, everybody, whoever is listening to our voices right now on episode 61, if you have not listened to epi- at the end of episode 60, like go back because we just we we just blowed about the whole album. So. I love I love this song in particular though, Cotton Shop, because it's got some of like the best lyrics on the album. Pissed on by a weaker fucking being, never have I felt so freed. Kenny, what I said is in front of me. What a saint, what a fucking bane. Dude, that goes so hard. <laughs> and then it also just has like one of the biggest breakdowns of the album around sixty seconds where we get the lyrical reference to wasted science. Again, the corresponding track from side B. Yep. And the music video from the song was really unusual too. It's like, like a guy dancing on stage in front of this like, like class of like high school kids in like a really like Napoleon Dynamite type situation. But not. It was different. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. It was yeah. Well, it gets like because it goes off the rails. It just like starts hinting at the fact that he's like murdering people in the audience. Um, and then they, again, they snuck in track three, Daunt, at the end. Which is totally fair, because Daunt is basically just a 56-second breakdown anyway, so they kind of just, like, put at the end of fucking the music video. And considering they bleed into each other so well, it's it, it really fucking works. Um, and again, great lyrics on that track, too. Um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna continue citing lyrics, but good shit on that. <laughs> you, you all just wait for your albums to get shipped. I'm not done, though. We're, we're going to do a whole track-by-track track rundown for you. Um... Yep. Do You So Loathe Me is definitely another one of the more distinctly new metal cuts from the album. I don't feel like it's one of the like stronger songs in the track listing, but I and I feel like the the, the, the title's like titular line, like the titular line from the song that is, to be perfectly redundant. <laughs> he sounds like he's saying, uh, do you still love me and not uh, do you so loathe me? Yeah. Did you, did you I, also I, experience that? Yes, I did. Yes, I had to like, it, it definitely took a few, like, I, I, I lowered the volume. I was like, ah, gotcha, gotcha, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sort of a, a cumbersome phrase, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, just it sounds like, do you still love me? But then, That's... but do you still loathe me would be the more mouth breather vocal like lyrics there that's where i was like oh, i'll side with mouth breather here i'm pretty sure that's what they mean it's like uh totally. yeah 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 and um 
so wasted science again that's it's so funny where we really just see that new metal coming through like they, they really were trying to bring us something that was more accessible with this track it's like such it's so classically a single you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to call it middle of the road but i mean because the mouth breather sound is still in there but yeah, it's like they really like they they make you wait for that moment where it's just like oh this is this is the mouth breather that I remember uh, when you finally get that the pitch shifter comes in like really heavily and the, the breakdown is then slowed down again. <laughs> um, I, I think the most interesting feature of Wasted Science though is the chromatic riff from the bridge, which is just such like a wonky start stop sequence. Really really interesting songwriting there. Yeah. When I heard it live, I was like, "This is a bit rambling," but on on record, it actually I think it turned out really well. And just a great music video for this song too, where they're all in like the living room, surrounded by all the creepy fucking dolls, and it's just like a such a doll meat moment. <laughs> oh, it, it's it, it's very well produced, uh, very mouth great breather callback. once again. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. I thought that was a good callback. Yep. I really liked track seven, uh, Don't Bring Me Back. I think that was definitely one of the stronger and more interesting that cuts. Is, that is one of my favorite tracks on the album. For sure. I, I don't know why. It just like, when that comes in, I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. Like, I think what it is, is it's like one of the only songs on the album that just has like a full-on blast beat. It's, <laughs> like, there's like very, it's a little more I don't think yeah. there's like very much. There's like very few blasts on this album in comparison to the other stuff I want to say. Um, it, 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 so it starts off with that blasting, but then it kind of like shifts again into like the more uh, their quirky kind of sick and catchy meandering. I don't know. It, it's it, it's a good song though. <laughs> it it really, sort of ends differently, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's got like a delay riff, basically. Yeah. Uh, what I really do appreciate overall with with this album, though, is that there is no fillers, um, and it's just a. Uh, I mean, for whoever has been re- w- been waiting for mouth breather, is going to get mouth breather. I know? mean, on this track in particular, don't bring me back to because that that breakdown forty seconds into the song, which is just like so just disgustingly coded in feedback. I would yes. seriously annihilate people to that. That is that's like one of the heaviest moments it, on the that's record. That's what I'm saying. Like like you are like yeah like these guys they they've been they they've been doing it. It's like like you have you have like they haven't released anything for a little bit, but like. Mouth breather is still mouth breather, and it's fucking amazing, man. Like, this, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like that's uh, this same kind of mouth breather is still mouth breather energy is coming through on track eight too. I really like that one as well. Why am I in a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great song title. Like, <laughs> we've all been there. Yep. Um, and it just definitely channels the same kind of like raw aggression that the older material did. I think really successfully. There's just so much lovely feedback wall of sound guitar noises and it's all over this record but in this track in particular it's just really really on point Mm -hmm. and uh, again i gotta say just the breakdown around 60 seconds into this song is one of the most outrageously heavy things i've ever heard and then they kind of just like break it down even more with this like derek shredding yes it's it's like more (laughs) just like just deterioration further track yeah Yeah. There's, there's that moment uh, just a little bit deeper into that breakdown is just so perfect. And it's it's a trope, you know, but it's like they do it so well. It's like a refreshing take on something that is like really familiar. Agreed completely. Track nine, um, 
that wasn't a bit too big of a highlight for me. That's the song they opened up Math Coin X Fest 2019 with Leave. Um, and I think I had kind of a preconceived notion about how the song sounded, but when I, when I hear it on the record, I like it a lot more. I think it's just like the main tapping riff just doesn't really work for me, but mm-hmm. the accelerando, the part where it gets like gradually faster at the end, fucking kills though. I think the best track on this album though by far is Burnout. That's my favorite track, track 10. On this um. cut, I, th- I think we're just seeing like, the perfect combination of old and new mouth breather. It's just really a blending those like newer accessible elements they're trying to use with like their existing abrasive ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's also the first mouth breather song to feature sung vocals by Nick, uh, which are just like so like subtle and perfect for this cut too. You know, like it, it, I I love that that's how they 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 wait towards the end for this, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. But and it was uh, absolutely it was, deliberate for sure. It, it, it's so well done. It's not uh, there's not too much. And the thing is, with Mouth Breather, to introduce any sung vocals, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, he fucking did it well, man. Uh, and it caught me off guard, but I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I think he executes them quite well. I think they yeah. sound, they're, they're really, uh, I don't want to say they're subdued, but they're really just like not super high in the mix. So it's not like re- jarring just to hear them all of a sudden. Yeah. And they're not like, they're not badly done. So yeah. it's as a matter like of fact, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's not like uh, Void Bloom is doing like sung vocals like that either, you know? No, no, not that I remember. So, I mean, like, I like that, that Nick is practicing like some sung vocals, you know? And to choose like something like this, like, it, it, it's great, man. Uh, yeah. Towards I, the end of the mouth breather and just, yeah. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. And again, just with the guitar noises just being this out of control, with Ryan turning the whammy pedal into an art here. Um, it's really just, it's like effective ambience, essentially. Th- this track is just so perfectly metalcore with all those elements <laughs> that I'm describing that yep. even Vane would blush. I think Vane, like, when they hear this song, they're going to be like, damn, I wish we would have written this song. Because it's like, it's basically like a Vane cut in the way that they're using the kind of new metal accessibility with the chaotic mathcore elements and the machiness of metalcore just fucking so perfectly put together. Smashing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think that makes burnout the best track in my favorite, my favorite song, at least it also just has like one of the most memorable vocal lines of the entire album, which is, she said, I want to see you die. That's fine. White knight, black tie. Just like, ooh, I fucking <laughs> yeah. got like, that. Gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I, I remember you text me that those lyrics. I was like, all right, yeah, dude, that that needs to be on a fucking shirt. Um, yep. and yeah, the guitar noise that precede this part are also just next level. Just fucking great, chuggy, fucking bullshit. Great, great soundscapes of fucking whammy pedals. I think Burnout might be one of the best metalcore songs of all time. I don't know. That's probably hyperbolic <laughs> to say. But. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's fucking good though, dog. Um, the uh, the title track is more of an instrumental outro, really, but it does give Nick the opportunity to really showcase his chops. So there's that. Yep. So uh, what do you think? Well, I think we should give him Cotton Shot because that's one of the existing singles. 
It's one of my yeah, favorite songs. So. That's the whole thing. We can get it. We we can talk. We can have fun talking about this this whole time. We can only like show him something right now. So yeah, give him cotton shot. If it were up to me, I would give you burnout. But you're gonna have to wait until the album is released to hear that. You all will see. You all will see <laughs> what happens. <laughs> and I'll try to link for you the videos for wasted science and cotton shot slash daunt in the description. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Cotton Shot, which is track two from Mouth Breather's debut full-length album, I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman, and that's coming out on May the 5th. Here we go. So that was Cotton Shot, which is track two from I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman, which is Mouth Breather's debut full-length album, which is coming out on May the 5th. So speaking of lineup changes and such things, next we're going to talk about Black Sheep Wall. Black Sheep Wall are a five-piece sludge metal chaotic hardcore band from Los Angeles, California, which has formerly featured members of Admiral Angry and Noriega, two other crushingly heavy bands you need to know. They've released uh, three studio albums and one EP previously, including the legendary I Am God songs, and now they're back with their fourth full-length album, Songs for the Enamel Queen, which they released February 25th via Silent Pendulum Records, which is owned by the boy, Michael Kadner, of uh, The Number 12 Looks Like You. And just talk about a band being completely transformed over the course of their career, man. They've just they've changed so much. They've gone through so many lineup changes, uh, and they've gone from being nothing but 
the most crushingly heavy down tempo sludge to quite nearly mathcore on some of these cuts you know it's the sludge sound is still there but the songwriting has gotten so much more interesting and diverse yes uh i would um i will say this is a very refreshing in the sound of black sheep wall uh it is clean a bit more melodic and i would say matured a bit um, I do wish yes. it would be more of what Black Sheep Wall has been this whole time. I mean, there's been like three to four uh, albums of just crushing breakdowns, and I, f- um, I don't know. Uh, this this would be this interest. This is uh my my fifty fifty. Um, as much as I love seeing Black Sheep Wall come in full swinging out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't like Black Sheep Wall was doing, like, shows hella before this. It's, like, it's almost like quarantine, like, they were playing this prior to quarantine, and just, like, they still just came out strong. But I just, um, on top of, like, uh, the, uh, the, the member shifting of the band, you know, um, I feel the sound is just, uh, it's nice. It's okay. Like I said, I, it's refreshing. It's, it, I, it's good. You know, I got to say, this is I think this is my favorite Black Sheep Wall record now. I know that's crazy to say, but it's way more of an exciting listen. So listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Here's the thing. As much as I love I Am God songs, I feel like this album just overall has a lot more to offer. It's 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 less one dimensional. You know, as much as I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can only sit there and listen to six and a half minutes of the same down tempo groove for you know I, I can't listen to that so many times until I just I finally start to get bored of it yeah these songs are are not really skippable though they've got so many different sections when when they're lengthy they really manage to like take you on a, a journey that is oh again, it's a just ride far, man. it's, a it's just ride. it's far less one dimensional they're way more versatile now on this new material yeah I think is what I'm getting at What's so funny about this band is I actually had the opportunity to play a show with them way back in the day when they were touring with Blues. I'm not sure if you remember them playing uh, Eureka at Ink People, but um, you know Prozo and I played a show with them, and uh, they I think they were actually touring in support of I Am God songs at the time. At the time, I I hated it, and I thought that their guitars sounded horribly out of tune. Uh, but in retrospect, I I think it's one of the heaviest albums ever written, next to of course the Admiral Angry LP. Which of course shares members, mm-hmm. and there's definitely. I mean, the, the the same like air of self-loathing and bitterness is still about on this record. Uh, the lyrics really focusing heavily on uh, shame and embarrassment. Oh, and re- for and re- sure, it's still there. I mean, the lyrics <laughs> and regret, are, oh. all those kind of uh, Woo, uplifting yeah. subjects. You know, yeah, it's it's still it's uh the it's still whatever. I mean, um, ultimately. Uh, fuck man it maybe i came off this in the wrong way uh i guess overall um this was maybe a little too lengthy and too much of a ride for me for it is 58 minutes long over seven tracks so it a lot of them clearing 10 minutes yeah for for what it was before what black sheep wall was um i like that's why i said matured because it's the best way i can say like 
they did this, they did that. I still, I, I, I basically can't hate on it, but I, um, it's not something, I mean, I purchased the album. I got, the, I, I got, I got the vinyl coming and everything, but it's not going to be an album I'll be blasting after, uh, the release too much. Um, it just didn't grab me, uh, the way. And if I want to hear Black Sheep Wall, I'll go back to what I thought Black Sheep Wall was for the last 10 See, years. your reaction is the same reaction that I had initially, but this album has just been steadily growing on me, man. I, my first listen, I was like, okay, this does not sound anything like Black Sheep Wall. I'm not really into this. Mm-hmm. My second listen, I was like, okay, this is actually kind of interesting, I guess. They're starting to sort of try some new things. And yeah, there's enough. On my third or fourth listen, I was like, okay, I'm actually legitimately starting to enjoy this. And then they released... Um, I already had the the press early press release, so uh, they, they, <laughs> then they released the music video for uh, God Shaped Hole, and that's what fucking sold me. The music video for God Shaped Hole, I was fucking like, good, man. That video's fucking good. Very concise song, nice and short. So that that, that was a perfect reintroduction to this band for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I also miss Trayvon's vocals too. Ah, it's, it's, Just I miss Dan Trayvon's vocals the, uh, so much, dude. It's in the like, chat there. I, I I mean like Trey like I, I follow Trayvon on social media so I know he's like, alive I, and well and like it's great but like I just I fucking wish he like yeah anyways I'm a big fan of his vocal range but yeah that's 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 the one missing for sure um but uh, you know there there's some great vocal performances on this record though someone else is lending some very disgustingly heavy lows on this record too apart from like just the normal mm-hmm. the mids that are dominating the record what I do I don't notice know if it's somebody else in the band but. What I do notice is there is an overall love uh, I've seen on social media for uh, current and ex-members of Black Sheep Wall. It seems like everybody's just, like, all about it, which makes my heart very warm to, like, see that, you know? Like, even, Supportive like, network other, of friends and dude, fans, I guess. Dude, it's fucking great, man. Even if you ain't in the band anymore, you're still supporting the boys and shit? Like, that's fucking great, man. It's like, no shit talking. That's great. So um, to talk about some tracks that I enjoyed again, I think uh, I think human excuse me human shaped hole not god shaped hole is my favorite track on the album. Just you can tell right away that this band has changed so much, notably with the the change in the vocalists, uh, but moreover like the far more aggressive uh, up tempo and uh, just energetic approach with this first song. You know, it's just it, it's way more upbeat. Way more aggressive, way more mm-hmm. chaotic than anything they've they've written. Pre- most of the stuff they've written previously, uh, but it does, you know, kind of bring you back with that like really like bendy sludge riff that is very recognizably taken from Black Sheep Wall's previously existing arsenal. You know, absolutely, definitely my favorite track on this record for sure. Track two I liked a lot as well. You know, uh, New Measures of Failure. It's a thirteen minute song that I do not want to skip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. it's mostly because there's just there's several of these key moments that are you're just kind of like waiting for, and the more that you hear this song, uh, the more you just need to finish it. You know, uh, that would be the track where I kind of grew upset with the with uh, the overall uh, direction of the of the album because I was I kept waiting for that black sheep. I am God songs kind of like, not even be like I am God songs. I mean, every fucking album before that was like crushing breakdowns. And all of a sudden this one, there is no like that at all. Really? There's no, there's no time where there is the crushing breakdown through the whole album. And so I just, um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I kind this is kind of where I, I, I kind of step back, you know, a little bit and just, uh, I, I it's not my album, you know? It's not uh, ex- it's not 
what Black Levi Sheep resists Wall was. change. Not, I don't resist it. It's just, it's not for me because Black Sheep Wall 10 years ago when the band existed was Black Sheep Wall. And then you come back six years later and then you're something else. Well, okay. Um, another one of my favorite cuts off this record was uh, Rin, which is, I think, the most compelling and experimental track on the record. They very prominently have a trumpet feature. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, really interesting to hear screaming with trumpet I guess is what I'm saying so it's cool to see that American football isn't the only band who's willing to take like a chance and put some trumpet on their fucking record full of hell did that too though did they really oh, I guess they yes. did huh full, well they didn't do it on an it was it was a south by Southwest thing I they did like a full set with like a trumpet player but I know they did involve some sax or trumpet in some of some of the tracks somewhere yeah but I know, like, they did are they a using them just set. like as noise, or are they like, actually like playing like? Man, he I, 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 diatonically. So it was. I would say it'd be more accenting going with, you know. Mm, okay, uh, so it was but, more like improvisational then, basically. Uh, I don't know. I think he was uh, the, the sax was going kind of going more with them, like kind of. Okay, like the reason I ask that like, is because like they definitely do like noise. They dabble in like noise shit, so. Hmm. And I feel like every time you see a saxophone with like a band like that, they're just clearly adding just like, extra wall of sound, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, overblowing, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, hard bopping it. So, yeah, so I really liked Rin. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a great cut. Some great passionate screaming with horns. I think that was probably like the best moment on the album. The lyrics are a bit disturbing, though. They kind of just like deeply describe the author's selfishness, like. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's 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 a little it's a little sad, but um, it also has a bit of a false cadence too. Is it kind of like sounds like it's ending, and then it sort of just like brings back the main riff with more like wonkiness, and it's just it's fucking beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Great track, Ren. So those are my favorite tracks. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, track one would be my favorite, you know, but yeah, it just didn't grab me, man. I mean, I, I bought the support and everything. It just, it just didn't. And I mean, when it, when it, when it came out, it just wasn't what I wanted. I mean, that's just me. It's, I mean, I'm not even, I mean, there's no hate, but just like, didn't, didn't get me, man. It's all good. Well, listen, Levi, it's okay if you don't like the album, but you're wrong and I hate you. Fair enough. So we're going to go ahead and leave you uh, human shaped hole, which is track one from Songs for the Enamel Queen, and that came out on February 26th via Silent Pendulum Records. Here we go.
All right, so that was Human Shaped Hole, which is track one from Songs for the Enamel Queen, which is Black Sheep Wall's new album that came out on February 26th via Silent Pendulum Records. Fucking banger. Dude. I think that track is probably the best because it's the most concise, too. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, it's one of the tracks that grabbed me, but that, that was one of the first singles, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, again, as, as I think we're, we're both kind of getting at it, it's, it's a major adjustment. It's not like sort of a minor adjustment with the new mouth breather. It's like a major adjustment. They've really, their the sound is so drastically different that, um, and it's also been a fucking six year gap in between totally. doing shit. So, so they, you know, they, they could have. So yeah, did, did Levi humor, was humor, kind of right uh, on what you were saying before attacking Levi. <laughs> like, yeah, Levi's I'm kind sort of right. I'm hey, sort of a, Levi fucking. I'm sort of playing devil's advocate by allowing you know to, to humor this notion that you're hinting at. But yeah, they, you one could possibly argue that maybe they should have maybe considered a uh, a change of moniker with how drastic this. But then again, at the same time, I disagree because those elements are still there. So. All right, but also, we'll, we'll like, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm. But once again, I, I just want to say one more thing. I'm pretty sure they didn't play any live sets before they brought, they came back and stuff. So it's just like I don't know, man. There's 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 this overall nostalgia going on. Yeah, yeah. Look that shit up. I want to see. I'm not I'm not looking that up right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go. I feel like go hunting a, for live footage to preview. Okay, but I'm going to say that. I, 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 but I, but I feel <laughs> that's uh, not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I feel there's an overall nostalgia. Where you come back and then I, I don't know, man. It's and like I said, I I, I said I mentioned. Are you calling this album a cash in? Okay, now you're just now that's not even. No, no, fair. no. Hey, I, no, no. They're I not. They're anything. not. They didn't come back to cash in on this album. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You just said that. You when you use the word nostalgia. Any, anyways, so anyways, Black Sheep Wall was a band and then they came back six years later. That's all I'm saying. So next, we're going to talk about for your health. And For Your Health are a four-piece screamo mathcore band from Columbus, Ohio. They released uh, one EP, Nosebleeds, which we covered on this podcast uh, several years ago, as well as a split with Shinguard. And now the band are back with their debut LP, In Spite Of, which they released February 12th via 12-Gage Records. And this is a really great combination of classic screamo and modern metalcore with a bit of mathcore, uh, with a lot of, like, I'm just going to say it, just a lot of daughters-isms, uh, a lot of heavy, heavy, low, low influence, uh, which is certainly going to invite the CU Space Cowboy comparison. To be fair, it does seem like they're actually trying to like do their thing a bit more on this record, too. And there's a lot of like great moments on every track, but um, you know what's most in- I think what's most interesting about the record, actually, is much like the forthcoming Mouth Breather LP, it's meant to be played as one long track, uh, and I think it's like far more successful in that capacity, as it's it's like truly hard to tell where one song ends and another begins. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple complaints, though. I feel like this is a very short LP. Like, it's only 17 minutes, so there's, like, not a whole lot of substance here. And there are, just, there are several segments that are just so obviously borrowed and, frankly, derivative that it does, like, bother me a bit. Yeah. But not enough to turn off the record. <laughs> that being said. Not enough to, like, make me want to turn it off, but it's just, like, it's so CU Space Cowboy. Yeah. Um, I'll keep it short. Uh, it's, um, it's a bit confusing. Um, this, the, uh, not only is this, I believe, their farewell, it seems, the rest in peace thing, like, it seems to be their 
close to their end or something like that. Um, but I just, uh, it seems a bit mixed in genres. And I understand, like, what is Screamo these days? What is Screamo ever? What the fuck is Screamo even back when Screamo was Screamo? Uh, but here we are. Um, I would like to say that this band is very confusing, especially in this full length that I, once again, isn't this their, their ending? Uh, I'm pretty sure at the end, uh, when you look at the insert of the album, it says rest in peace. Like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're done. It looks like what? it's... No. No? All right. Why would, why would they go to all this trouble and get distroed through fucking Death Wish and 12 Gauge? Hmm. I don't get it. It's, it's very interesting to see uh, how they put everything in the album. But uh, yeah, uh, ultimately, I, it, it is very confusing how they went with the genres. Um, it's it's a little bit of everything in, in the wrong way for me. Uh, and when you do listen to it as a whole, as much as I usually on this podcast promote that and say, like, I want that digestible, just like, you know, six, seven tracks, like, bam, blast through it. Like, holy fucking shit, that was amazing. But this was like very confusing all over the place like singing like back to the uh kind of zany like uh heavy heavy low low and then there was like i heard like some like pig squeals at some point like in one of the tracks like it's just like uh i don't know um it just wasn't for me um and and once again i bought the record i support it i i just it just was a lot more than i expected and it's just uh it's a lot of mixed genres, and it it's the hybridization I just didn't enjoy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit telegraphed, I guess, for me, too. I do feel like there's some quality songs on here, nonetheless. Like, I, like track one especially is really good. Like, they really deposited the best material. You mean their, ones, their, their first single that they premiered? I think the first single that they put out was Birthday. Save Your Breath, You're Gonna Need It to Blow My Head Off. I'm pretty sure that was really? the first single. Yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see. They released a music video for that, as I recall. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I I feel like track one is is the best song, though, for sure. It's kind of, uh, again, the the daughterisms of the guitar shapes are are kind of obvious, but it does, like, quickly take off in another direction with, like, this, like, really uplifting... No, 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 Bert, wasn't track... Listen, let's not get hung up on whatever song came out first. It doesn't really matter. Uh... I'm just trying to describe the the best song on the record, which is, uh, again, track one in my opinion. Which is "Birthday Candles" in the effigy, effigy which yeah. is the was their first single. Okay, with the whatever. video. Anyway, I like the song because it's got very uplifting, soaring sung vocals. I, there's a, there's a lot of singing on this record, and it's not all very well pulled off. But in this moment, I feel like it's pretty well done. And it's got like a very like stirring kind of like pull off post hardcore riff. And it's honestly just like such a perfect and beautiful sequence. Uh, it's easily my favorite moment on the record. Um, I like track two a lot too. I slept with Wes Eisold and all I got was an out of court settlement, <laughs> which um, has that really great vocal line of you can shoot yourself in the chest and still only have half a heart. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I like track five. The Day of Black Sun, I thought that was good too. Kind of unexpectedly grindcore. I liked track six, uh, Save Your Breath, You're Gonna Need It to Blow My Head Off, which I'm pretty sure that was the lead single because that had the music video that was directed by Stone Fink, mm-hmm. um, who directed the video for 156 Silence's uh, Irrational Pull, actually. <laughs> what is sketchy about a black sun? Is that over my head? Is that like a fucking white supremacist thing? It is, isn't it? Um, 
I think so. Yeah, Dan, you want to fill us? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Our black hole sends as Holly. <laughs> um. Oh wow, he fucking went the whole nine yards. There it is. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think those are the those are my favorite songs though. Good good closer too. Actually, breakdown is fucking crushing. Yep. So what do you think? Uh, Birthday candles in an effigy then. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play for you Birthday Candles in an Effigy, which is track one from For Your Health's new album, In Spite Of. And that came out on February 12th via 12 Gauge Records. Here we go. So that was, what the fuck is the name of that song again? Birthday Candles in an Effigy, which is track one from For Your Health's new full-length album, In Spite Of, and that came out on February 12th via 12 Gauge Records. Bye, Eric. Thank you for coming. Bye, Eric. So next, we're going to talk about Hazing Over. It's quite appropriate that we're talking about Hazing Over because... uh, well, Hazing Over, uh, they're a five-piece metalcore band from Pittsburgh. They were originally known as Shingard, who did a split with For Your Health. Um, but evidently, as they progressed through the writing of this record, they decided to change the name as they started embracing more like like straight-up metalcore and deathcore elements. I think this can also be reflected in vocalist Jake Yenchik's solo project Blood Menace, which is also extremely abrasive. So I, I feel like maybe that kind of was starting to like maybe just bleed into their writing process so much that they were just like, okay, I guess we're deathcore now. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I feel the, the side project is a bit confusing with the addition of this and then them breaking the news that they're kind of like deathcore-y, I guess. Do you feel um, like it's too similar? Yeah. And I will say this. I, I have my reasons. Um, ultimately, so you and I have talked about this before, right? Um, band that we love, right? Band A, blah, 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 rocking forever. But vocalist changes in band, right? Therefore, the band kind of starts changing, but they keep writing that fucking name, right? You and I always just always agree they should have fucking went and just changed their name and embraced something new. That kind of thing. If it's drastically different, then yes, I can Boom. I can I can safely agree with that. If it's like a completely different sounding band and they're not embracing any of the original elements, especially. Yeah. So Rolla Tomasi almost needs to fucking change their name on that note. <laughs> just kidding. I love you, James. You're the best. No, but hey, yeah, we. I was gonna say, you want you really want to go there? We can go there. <laughs> no, no, uh, but no. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is that um, hazing over overall. Uh, I, I feel this is the best choice in the multiple routes down this like dark forest, like all these like different roads you go down, you know, um, ultimately what you have here is the daughter situation where as the sunsets drops and turn and comes back to you as daughters, there was no member switch up. It's just daughters was doing like, I mean, as the sunsets was doing as the sunsets and they kind of, Daughters doesn't even really sound, I mean, now it sounds dramatically different than As the Sun Sets, but back then it wasn't like too different. (laughs) Exactly. And so, and so, so this will be almost, um, it can be, it can be a 50, 50, how you will see this critique here. So ultimately, um, I'm going to be a little worried here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, this has taken me a little while to understand because I, I, Ultimately, a lot I've noticed a lot of hate uh, and not agreeing about this band switch online and everything. Oh, really? Uh, That's funny. I didn't actually take note of that. Yeah, a lot of screamo people. Did I not. always oh, see. I guess. Beef. <laughs> okay, so ultimately, how about this? A lot of screamo people are very upset that Shingard doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of like that, you know. Like they, mm. they, it's like they took something. It's like it's like they took something away from them, like that kind of thing, you know. Uh, so, um. When you, when you have this uh, back to the to the as a sunset's daughter. Honestly, thing. I do not even remember what fucking Shingard's music sounds like. So, I mean, okay. take that for what you will. So, I, yeah. I feel like they. I remember what Hazing Over sounds like though. So so Shingard so Shingard uh, when I I really enjoyed them. They had more of a kind of a uh, metal metal hardcore kind of a melodic thing going on at, at some points. But overall, I would dub them as I guess more screamo. Uh, when hazing over comes in, right, you know, you have the same members, but you're going a different direction. So you have like, I feel three separate directions to go into. You're like three routes, right? Like option one, option two, option three, right? You either don't change the fucking name and just change the sound and just let it rock. And hopefully nobody hates you, which probably everybody will. Right. Uh, or you go the hazing over path, right? Just the daughters as a sunsets thing, just, we are this, we are now this, and we now play a little bit more this, which I fully fucking respect. Um, 
Or you could go like a third route where I guess you would do like a shin guard and you would also do a hazing over, which would just be very tiring and very just, just, I, I, I just feel like the, the room, the romance would be lost, you know? Um, so for this, I feel hazing over has done the best choice to describe him as deathcore. It's, it's really hard Christian. And you and I can both agree this with all like our, my, it's kind of, it's almost like a deathcore. stretch. But it's a very it's it's a hard stretch because so if you were to go back right right there's now there's traits though you know what I'm saying like there's minor third riffs and tunnel throat vocals and so you kind of have to take my word for it here because you you're not familiar with Shingard as much right so if I was to tell you right now go back and listen to the album 2020 and then you come back here and you listen to Hazing Over right there is not too much of a change. Like, I still fucking hear Shingard, and there's not that many breakdowns. It's not like, and, and the, the thing is, what I feel what they did was, is um in this small release of, you know, six, seven tracks, right? It's an EP, I guess. It, I mean, it's only going to cover one side of a 12-inch. Um, they are mixing, once again, these genres, and jockey that first single they did kind of teases you like fuck yeah it's gonna be almost kind of like that if you know if you're familiar with blood menace like that kind of thing like it's gonna fucking rip you apart like check it out like that but the only other track close to that is the opening track which is pestilence other than that there's this very mixed genre of like metalcore screamo like it's just it's all it's just it's it's soft it's easy it like it's almost like this alternative feel like it just it doesn't hit me in any way and i it, it upsets me because i just um if, if everybody knows i'm a big screamo fan and i just feel this fucking word is being tossed around a lot and it is just getting washed out more and more. And if not only, and you said the words earlier, my chemical ram romance, Christian, but like even back in the day with the words screamo there, it's like that fucking was applied there. Like, and I just feel like these guys are just, and I don't mind these hybridizations of, of, of subgenres and genres and stuff, but I just think that, um, I don't know what hazing over is doing. I, I, I support the switch, but I just don't understand what they're doing here. Like, they just could have just tinged it a little bit and just done shin guard a little, you know, 2.0. I just don't understand this. They've, they, they've lost, it's almost like they've lost fans for turning it up a little bit, you know? So you're telling me shin guards recent LP 2020 sounds like hazing over. I'm asking if, honestly, I don't, I, I have not listened there, to, it, I listened just, to 2020 like a long ass time ago. I'm not saying they sound like, they're, they're, like if just listen to it and then you can go and you'll be like, there'll be the, there's some parts in listening to Hazing Over and you'll be like, oh, okay, well that's still there. Like, all right, that's not very death Corey, I guess. Like, it, I mean, overall, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I fucking, I give up. So we're going to go ahead and play for you uh, Pestilence, which is track one from Pestilence, which uh, is Hazing Over's new EP, which came out uh, February 19th via Acrobat Unstable Records. Here we go.
Slam Worldwide presents Hazing Over featuring Isaac Brock. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Levi, you, you look like you're confused, but I was saying in the chat that it sounds like a Modest Mouse riff. Isaac Brock is the vocalist of Modest Mouse. Oh, there we go. There that we go. Fucking, that one riff, I swear to God, is, is so comically Modest Mouse for a second. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's weird. It takes me. Like, yeah, that pass, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, yeah. It's it is. I guess it's is kind of uh, a bit mishmashy, but yeah, but it's but, it's hard to classify but, too because it's like it's metalcore, but it's a little bit of deathcore, and I don't know. So next, we're gonna talk about Void Dweller. Void Dweller is a mathcore injected hip hop cybergrind project from Iowa. They're probably best known in our circle for their sampling of various mathcore bands such as Psyopus and Frontier and The Central and a bunch more I won't give away because it's, it's on their odd-metered mathcore memes mixtape, <laughs> which is a fun thing to say. Uh, and we use their music in between bands for Mathcore Index Fest 2020 on the live stream. And uh, now they are back with their new full-length album, Come, which is a bit of a concept album about, well, coming... And, uh, of course, it was released, <laughs> released on QR-coded condom, because, of course. Uh, and you know I bought that shit, even though I'm not going to use it. Hey. Um, <laughs> and I never thought I would say this in my entire life, but this combination of mathcore and hip-hop could... I never thought it would like it would work so well. Um, but this is just such like, a fucking cool fusion that... I, I don't really think anyone else is even doing anything similar to this right now. It's it's basically like futuristic music on this record. I, mean, I don't know. It's just like, and on this record, there's a lot more uh, industrial and noise elements too. So truly, something for everyone. There's not as much sampling as near as I can tell, but there is a lot more mathcore on this record uh, in general by way of like, I don't know, like cybergrind for lack of a better term. It's it basically it's just like a really cool combination of like Dillinger, um, Nine Inch Nails, Full of Hell, Death Grips, and I don't know, like Beastie Boys. I'm really stretching for comparisons here, but it's such a diverse project, and this is like by far their best album too. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I guess uh brings us. Uh. I guess um the whole album brings a smile to my face, man. Um. I guess a uh, fucking life away would be my favorite track. Uh. But yeah. Overall, another great Void Dweller, man. It's awesome. That's so funny. That's like the one song I don't think I fucking have notes on. <laughs> I did really like Fuck the Music, though. I think that's kind of like more of a straight hip-hop banger, but it's it just got death, those... It's with the death grips in there, though. For like, sure. I yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I, I liked, I, I, I liked, uh, I liked fucking uh, Life Awake. I felt it was more of like, like, uh... Are you talking about fucking specific... Time Away? Fucking Time Away? Was that what it is? I'm pretty sure it's fucking Life Away, but maybe not. I don't know. I did write. Uh, I, I was at the beach when I was writing this, so the sun was. Yeah, there. there is there is no fucking life away. There is fucking time away on. Fucking the time though. away. Yeah, fucking yeah. time away. Yeah, um, it's definitely uh, what I like about that track is just uh, the the ca- the catchy kind of like low beat hook going on the whole fucking track. Um, yeah, it really grabbed me. But uh, that but song overall, is a fucking slapper. I, I think yeah. it's got one of the best l- lyrical moments on the album too. He's got Golden Dawn shit going on in there. It's fucking crazy, man. That's good. The lyrics are fucking incredible. Like, 
Void Dweller should be huge. Well, the thing is, like, the the his vocal approach uh, for his rapping is like not the, like the most like appealing, but uh, the the the, vo- the the screamy vocals and shit like that are great. But I mean, the lyrics yes. themselves are fucking crazy good. They are. But like, I mean, but like, I mean, there are some. T- I mean, but it, it's a uh, overall. I uh, there is this. Um, I guess I get this. It, why it brings a smile to my face it gives me this like old like m- like ministry uh butthole surfers like vibe how he approaches his raps where it's just this monotone kind of style so I, as much as this is weird with all these weird hybrid like subgenres, and then he's like doing this rapping shit like there is this weird like 90s alternative vibe i get with him like like early Beck with like just like the tone that he raps in, um, and I just really fucking really enjoy it. Yeah, there's like I said Beastie Boys you get it? earlier, you get it? but yeah, like, I do. Like you get that, I, like I hear the, exactly yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. I'm right there. And if with you listen you to like sure. if you listen to like the last Butthole Surfer album that they did like in 1996 with like sh- like Sugar, like which like had like the 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 video that everybody knows and shit. Like it, it's like that that like monotone rappy. And almost like cake kind of took it like from butthole servers but like anyways i just i don't know why his tone gets me but i know he's doing something else but like every time i'm like like i kind of get in this like 90s alternative vibe and i keep like when i listen to void dweller i keep getting reminded of like random like 90s bands so well done void dweller yeah it's it's such a great combination of like old and new shit just so i mean talking about mishmashes but just like a well done mishmash i think i'm pretty sure what i just said is not an intentional thing what he is doing it just like like i said it's just like the tone and what the approach is it's just like damn that sounds like this that's just like one i don't want to say persona but void dweller has got like several personas and one of them well aware yep yeah and and I, i like the screaming a lot on this record too on that note like the his it's not just all rapping. It, I think that the screaming rapping is some of the best, the better parts of this record, actually. Agreed. As much as like it's like this weird like newer subgenre that I'm not much like yelly screamy rap. He does this very well, like to jump back and forth and everything. And uh, when I hear, him, I'm like, oh right, it's him. It's like that's him, and then that's him too. Oh, oh shit, like that kind and of thing. I you know? think that is best illustrated on "Horny on Main." I think that's the best track on this album, actually. What track? Wait, wait, what track is that? Track five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, it's I like, that. like yep. It's like where we see this fully realized combination of mathcore with hip hop, and it, it just seems to like hold back the more intense sequence until just the right moment, a bit deeper into the song presumably to like lure a hip hop fan in and then it just like hits you with like a math course sequence. Yeah. Um, and just like the lyrics are amazing too. Horny on main, horny on main, horny on main, ate the pussy so hard that the cops came horny on main. <laughs> hey, you ain't got to tell me, man. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> Fucking amazing. No. Um, but overall, uh, the one thing I, I do want to let give void dweller a shout out to is just the, the idea that this man not only is like cutting and chopping music to put something together to make new music, he is like going extra nerdy, nerdy, and going into mathcore. And you hear those like hear those like extra nerdy mathcore drops that only 
you Christian will hear, you know, and know, and like that kind of thing where it's like, it's, I, I think it's such a great tip of the hat to those the, moments were my favorite moments on the record where it's just like a brief little flourish, like, like in the middle of this, like rapping, you know, it's, it's fucking, it's wonderful. And he, I mean, like in the past releases, like there are some great ones. It's just like uh, I was trying to explain to my wife earlier, just like this, like small tip of the hat to like, like different, like nerdy, like songs and shit like that. Like trying to explain to her like 43% burnt and that he would use a piece of 43% burnt and we'd be all like, oh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, nothing I just, but, I, it's a bunch of like calling cards, essentially. You know? It is. It's nerdy calling cards. And I just, I really do appreciate that this man exists or uh, this uh, individual, this unit, this like, or, or maybe it might be a group, but yeah, anyways. So I like that track a lot. Um, I liked Ready to Come, which is... <laughs> Wait, what, what? It's what? like, holy shit, it's like a Nine Inch Nails cut with, like, rapping, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's, like, really well done. Featuring and then it just, like, Trent jumps Ritter. into, like, a fucking uh, a breakbeat in the end, too. So it, like, goes, like, full-on electronic towards the conclusion. Yeah. Uh, I like track 10, Are You Inexperienced? <laughs> Which uh, may objectively be the best track on this album. I, I think it's probably the most extreme piece of music to come out of this individual that still contains elements of hip-hop in that it's like leaning really heavily into the noise elements it could honestly be on a fucking full of hell album if it weren't for the rapping and, and especially towards the end of the track it's just got that like dragging repetitive drum sample that is just like swimming in reverb and it's like it's a very full of hell moment just for like lack of a better description So we should give him a horny on main, I think. I think that's the I think that's the one. Sure. Horny on So we're gonna go ahead and play for you. <laughs> yep. We're gonna go and play for you Horny on Main, which is track five from Come, which is Void Dweller's new album, and that came out on February fourteenth. Here we go.
vociferous I'm hungry and omnivorous Dick with side of clitoris Works up on the internet Under cast over sex Followers look complex Action asking hard to text I cannot be more explicit The crazy unimportant Burning you with words of lust Damn I need to fucking fly So that was Horny on Main, which is track five from Come, which is Void Dweller's new album that came out on Valentine's Day. So last, we're going to talk about the Great Falls Throws split. Great Falls are a three-piece sludgy post-hardcore band from Seattle, and Throws are a five-piece chaotic hardcore band from Boise, Idaho. And uh, they just released their new Split 7 on February 9th via Dropping Bombs Dropping Bombs Records. It's kind of a hard thing to say, Dropping Bombs Records. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, new Split 7 EP. And I really don't have like a tremendous amount of notes on this release, but um, Great Falls are a fucking really great band. They've released some really. They've got a great body of work leading up to this this split with Throws. Throws are obviously a fucking great band too that I've enjoyed a lot from the past. They uh, they put out a great album via Holy Roar Records, but I like their EP like a whole lot more. Same here. Remember that one? We, yeah. We, yeah, we we you and I both uh, enjoyed that. To dust. Yep. I, I feel like to dust was maybe just a little bit more of what I was looking out of their sound. And now uh, Throws are kind of like bringing back that sound a little bit more on this EP, so it would seem. Agreed. Yep, agreed. The vocalist stylings, everything is just a little more uh, upfront there. Uh, Great Falls, uh, uh, I guess not uh, as familiar with Great Falls as I am with uh, than Throws. Uh, Great Falls, this track specifically, because so basically uh, the 7 Inch has Great Falls doing one track, Throws has two tracks. Um, Great Falls it's a, a, a lot of just like artsy kind of like melodic thing going on there it's almost like show me the body in a way they got some kind of like a uh, something a uh, little extra going on there um so i really enjoyed great falls track throws when i did play those two tracks it took me back to that ep for that same reason uh just their their style kind of went back to uh, a little more harder uh the vocal styling's the same you know yeah a lot more aggressive on on these tracks that they're they're showcasing here, yeah, it's a lot more like what I want out of the band. Absolutely, I, I like them better when they're embracing more of the Gaza sound and less of the, the neurosis sound. If that makes sense, I don't know. Those are also Absolutely. two arguably those are also two argu- arguably kind of similar bands, even. But there you have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Great Falls have kind of just 
they've been around forever, these guys. I believe it's members of Kiss It Goodbye and... Um, God, who else is in that band? Somebody it, it else is, important. <laughs> it is because goodbye. They're they're out of Washington, uh, so yeah, they're yeah. out of Seattle. Yep. Yeah, Great Falls put out a really great full length in 2018. I think it was a sense of rest, which I actually I think that was um, didn't make my top ten, but it was it was definitely close. Really, really enjoyed that one. And yeah, they're a, they're kind of a hard to describe band, aren't they? They're they're like sludgy, but it's kind of like more like post metal or post hardcore. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I've seen them described as noise core and even math core in some places. Although I wouldn't really say that 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 checks out. They're not like super mathy or anything. Not that that's like describing any lack of virtue. Of course, it's just it is what it is. I just wouldn't I wouldn't describe them as such. Yep. And I don't really have like a. a like I said, an extensive amount of notes on this release, but like it's definitely like Holly says, noise rock. That's probably fair. They're definitely really noisy. Uh, Yahoo is the other mother band I was thinking of. Are we gonna do a track from each, or what do yeah, you yeah, think? of course, absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to add to this before we uh, we do that? Because no, just like you, I mean, pretty pretty minimal uh, uh, notes for this these guys, just for what it is. Um, but I mean, all of what I just said was not even. I didn't take any notes on this release. That was just off the top of my head. <laughs> well done, bud. Well done. Yeah, I just I didn't have fucking time to make notes on this release. I listened to it like a bunch of times. I bought it on Bandcamp. I just didn't fucking get around to write anything about it. Um, but yeah, I don't really I don't really have much else to say about this one. Nope. Neither do I, sir. I hate it when I say that, but here we are. It's a good release. You like it. You should listen to it. It's good. <laughs> you like it. You you like it. It's good. You like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like it. So we're going to go ahead and play uh, Where They Make a Desert and Langor by Great Falls and Throws, respectively. And that is off their new split that came out via Dropping Bombs Records on February 9th. Here we go.
right, so that was, <clears throat> excuse me, what are the fucking names of those songs? All right, so that was Where They Make a Desert and Langour by Great Falls and Throws, and that's off the Great Falls Throws Split, which came out February 9th via Dropping Bombs Records. Oh, so one more thing before we go here. Uh, next, we're going to give you your MathCore news. Because I forgot to do this earlier. So February was kind of a light month uh, in terms of volume, but the quality was definitely there. So uh, let's see here. Come by Void Dweller. Pestilence by Hazing Over, their new their debut EP under the new moniker. Modern Grotesque by Dreamwell. Some really fucking excellent post-hardcore and screamo there from this Providence, Rhode Island group. In Spite Of, the new album by For Your Health via 12 Gauge Records. Great Falls Throws Split, which we just covered a minute ago. Songs for the Enamel Queen, the new album by Black Sheep Wall via Silent Pendulum Records. Valda, the new full-length album by Humanity's Last Breath via Unique Leader Records. I feel like that was worth mentioning because it's fucking heavy uh, and pretty techy. If you're a fan of tech metal, you should go listen to that for sure. Page 4, Love Songs by Second Grade Knife Fight. Speak Less, the new EP by Pulses, which is a pretty substantial EP too. You know, it's 12 songs. A lot of extra content there for you. And uh, lastly, Shallow North Dakota Kin Mode Kowloon Walled City Split. Great three-way benefit split there for you. So that was your release radar for the month of February. So before we wrap this up, I just want to remind everybody, leave us five stars, leave us a review. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. You can always email us at mathcorynix at gmail.com. And if you don't mind, if I've, you've been enjoying the podcast, maybe go leave us uh, leave us some lovely words. Tell us tell us we're nice boys and that you like our voices. And It's like smooth Italian leather. You smell rich mahogany. Uh, you know, seriously, just leave, uh, leave, us, leave us a good review. Tell us you like the podcast if you like it. We put a lot of fucking effort into this shit. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need to know that we're doing a good job, so... If you hate it, maybe you should tell us that too. That would be good to know. Because mm-hmm. we're fucking up. We want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I think that about wraps it up for the 61st episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.